Today with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. everyone. Hello, Auntie Nat. Hi, Auntie Cecily. Isn't it great to be back here for another worship time with the children? Yes, it is. And we have some children to say hello to at home. Would you like to tell us who they are? Yeah, sure. I would like to say a big hello to Nathaniel and Austin in England. Hello. Boys and girls, if you join us in our worship time each week, drop us a line and tell us where you're watching from. You can contact us at the address on the screen. We'd love to hear from you. Now, we can't forget to say hello to Teddy. And Teddy has his friend Lily with him today. Welcome, Teddy and Lily. Jemaya, can you please say a prayer for us to welcome in our worship time? Dear Father, thank you for looking after us this past week. Thank you for blessing us with so many things. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Shammai. That was a beautiful prayer. Aunty Cecily, do you have another key to the kingdom to share with us today? Yes, I do. And I'm going to get Amber to open our gift box. Repent. Acts 2, 37 and 38. Thanks, Amber. Bryce, would you like to read us the passage from the Bible? Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thanks, Bryce. So God wants us to repent. To repent means to be truly sorry for what we've done wrong and to say that we're sorry. To say sorry and truly mean it is a gift from God. God gives each of us a conscience. That's the ability to know right from wrong. The Holy Spirit speaks to us and tells us what is right and prompts us to repent. So if you've done something wrong and you're feeling bad about it, God hasn't left you. Your pricked conscience is a sign that God is very close to you and that he's speaking to your heart. He loves you and he'll help you to repent and do the right thing. Then you'll feel relieved and happy again. After we repent, there are some other things that God wants us to do if we've never repented before. Acts 3.19 says, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. So God wants us to repent and be converted, which means to change our ways. Bryce, if somebody hit you deliberately and they said sorry, and then they hit you again 10 minutes later, would you believe that they were really sorry? No. No. So what would you expect them to do? To not hit me again. That's right. When we truly repent, we'll have a changed attitude and behavior. Later in our Bible study, we'll learn how truly repentant King David was after he'd committed a terrible sin. 
When David repented, he asked God in Psalm 51.10 to create a new heart in him and to restore a right spirit in him. So as we spend time with the King this Sabbath, let's ask God to give us the gift of a repentant heart so that we'll feel sorry enough to turn away from our sins and follow Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Aunty Cecily, for sharing that with us. God wants us to be humble and truly sorry when we do the wrong thing. It's really something we need to think about. I can see that Braden is here to help us with our worship time. Thank you, Braden, for joining with us. Thanks, Aunty Nat. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing God is My Best Friend. My very best friend is God on high. He never lets me down. God gives me all I need and more. His blessings all about. God of mercy, God of love, God of earth and heaven above. He is so good to me. God is my best friend. I trust in Can we sing I'm So Happy? We certainly can. I'm so Can we please sing God is so good? God is very good. Let's sing it together. God is so Braden, praising God and song such an enjoyable part of our worship. And now it's story time again with Dr. John. I wonder what he has for us this time. Hi boys and girls, it is so nice to see you again. And I want to say hello to the boys and girls who might be watching from Sweden because this story apparently originated from there. And I'm not sure of the names, so we'll just have to think of a couple of names but it starts with a man called Harry. Well, let's put it correctly, Pastor Harry. He was a bachelor. You know what a bachelor is? Someone who is not married. He was very lonely. So he thought, 
I will do something about this. He went down to the pet shop. He looked at all the pets. What would you buy in a pet shop? A dog. A dog? Boy, that'll make too much noise. He saw the parrots. Too noisy. What would you buy? And that's what he did. He bought a beautiful little kitten. And on the way home, he's thinking to himself, I must give this little cat a name that nobody has ever thought of. He thought, he said, I'm going to call you Kitty. But he loved Kitty. Every morning he'd give her something to drink and feed her. And she had a wonderful little motor. And she loved Harry. But one morning, he got up. There's no kitty. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Looked in the laundry. Looked under the bed. Looked out the back door. Here, kitty, kitty. And then he heard the saddest sound he's ever heard. Meow, meow. Kitty was up the tree out the front. Not just up the top, at the very, very top. Kitties haven't got very good reverse gears for getting down the trees. So he started to climb the tree and the tree went, oh, I'm going to break the tree. And then he had his bright idea. He got his car and some rope, tied it up around the tree, and he thought, I'll just drive it a little bit and it'll bend the tree over and then I can pick up Kitty. So he tied the rope and he drove a little bit and the tree went and it went and then the most terrible thing happened. The rope broke and the tree went and Kitty and disappeared. Oh, he was so upset. He looked everywhere for and he couldn't, couldn't find it anywhere. He looked for days. And then one day he went to the supermarket and there was Mrs. Brown pushing around and she had cat food in her trolley. Oh, that made him so sad. He said, how are you, Mrs. Brown? I'm fine. Now he had a, she had a daughter. You come over here. And uh, Hannah will be the little girl. And Hannah, you like kitty cats. I'm really glad you do. And she said, the strangest thing has happened to me because Hannah's been asking for a cat. And this is what she would say. Mummy, 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 can I have a pussycat? Mummy, 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 can I have a pussycat? No, you're too young. Mummy, mummy, can I please have a pussycat? Mummy, 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 can I please have a kitty cat? I don't think you know how to look after kitty cats. I will, mummy, yes, yes, yes. I will, Mummy. Yes, yes. I will, Mummy. Yes, yes. Now, and then Hannah got really clever. She said, if I ask Jesus and he gives me a pussycat, can I have one? If I ask Jesus, can I have it one? You, oh, yes. So she went outside. She shut her eyes and said, please, Jesus, give me a pussycat. Please, Jesus, give me a Pussycat. And you know what? Flying through the air with a pussycat and landed on her feet. And she ran inside and said, Mummy, 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 Jesus sent me a pussycat. Mummy, 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 Jesus sent me a pussycat. 
boys and girls, I think that Jesus has a great sense of humour and he has strange ways of answering prayer. And you know, Pastor Harry was so happy and he and Hannah agreed that they would share the pussycat. They, the, the pussycat seeing it lived just almost next door and they all lived very happily and Jesus must have smiled in heaven. Have you got a smile for Jesus? Thank you, boys and girls. Hello, welcome back. It's time for our Bible study. I hope you have your Bibles ready so you can follow along with us. Bethany, can you please say a prayer for us before we open our Bibles? Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles and help us to understand what we read today. We ask a blessing on the children and families that are watching us at home. May your word warm their hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bethany. Now, Sophie, do you remember what we studied about last week? David took the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. Yes, he did. And did he move it the right way the first time? No. No, but he did eventually move it the right way, didn't he? And all turned out well. Well, today we're going to look at some events that happened during King David's reign that had a big impact on his family. Let's make a start. We're going to start in 1 Chronicles chapter 17. Abigail, can you please read 1 Chronicles 17, 1 to 2. Now it came to pass when David was dwelling in his house that David said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in the house of Cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under tent curtains. Then Nathan said to David, Do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. Thanks, Abigail. David spoke to the prophet Nathan and told him that he would like to build a house for the Ark of the Covenant. Nathan agreed and told him to do what was in his heart. But God had other ideas. Let's look at that, Caleb. Can you please read 1 Chronicles 17, 3 to 4? But it happened that night that the word of God came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, You shall not build me a house to dwell in. Thanks, Caleb. God did not want David to build the temple for the Ark of the Covenant. If we were to continue to read on, the Bible tells us that God wanted one of David's sons to build the temple. Do you think David may have been a bit disappointed? Yeah, yeah I think he may have. But let's read what David's response is. Let's go back over to 2 Samuel and we're going to go to 2 Samuel seven twenty-five. Can you please read that for us, Bethany? Yes. Now, O Lord God, the word which you have spoken concerning your servant and conserving his house, establish it forever and do as you have said. So David surrendered his cherished hopes of building the temple and accepted God's decision. Now, David became great because of the battles he'd won against the Philistines, the Moabites and the Ammonites. But when you become great and you're on a high, there is also a risk of a great fall. And we're going to read about that. Sophie, can you please read 2 Samuel 11, 1 to 2. It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to, the bat to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David rose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. Mm, oh dear, it looks like a temptation had come David's way. We read in verse 1 that David should have been out in battle with his men. 
but he had sent his commander Joab out instead. And because of this, David was idle, or he had lots of time on his hands. When David saw Bathsheba, he should have walked away. Let's see what he does. Matthew, can you read 2 Samuel 11, 3-5? So David sent and inquired about the woman, and someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Urah the Hittite? Then David sent messages out, messages and took her, and she came to him. And he laid with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity. And she returned to her house. And the woman conceived, so she sent and told David, she said, I am with child. Oh, did David walk away from the temptation? No, he didn't. Did he ask God to help him? No, he didn't. Verse 3 told us that Bathsheba was already married to Uriah. How many wives did David already have? Can you remember? Seven. It was seven wives. Did he really need another wife? No, he didn't. So the Bible tells us that David called Uriah uh, home from the battlefield to go home to his wife so David could cover up his sin. But you know what? Uriah was too loyal to his job and refused to go home to his wife, but he stayed in the king's palace. Mia, can you read Second Samuel 14 to 15? In the morning it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from for him, that he may be struck down and die. Do you know that Uriah was a very loyal, hard-working work, hard soldier, and yet here David was plotting his death to cover up his sin? Well, Joab did what the letter said, and Uriah died in battle. Auntie Cecily, can you please read 2 Samuel eleven twenty-six to 27? When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when her mourning was over, David sent and brought her to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Mm, so was God happy? No. He wasn't happy. Do you know what? Up to this point, David had remained loyal to God despite everything he had gone through. He'd made some mistakes, but this time he deliberately sinned and went to great lengths to cover it up. Abigail, can you please read 2 Samuel 12, 1 to 3. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said, There were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had, had Brought, which he had bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and his children. It ate from its own food and drank from its own cup, and lay in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. Okay, Caleb, can you please read verses 4 to 7? And the traveller came to the rich man, who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one of the wayfaring men who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. 
and he shall restore and he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity then Nathan said to David you are the man thus says the Lord God of Israel I anointed you to king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul mm, thanks Caleb notice in verse 6 where David says and he shall restore fourfold for the lamb. I want you to keep that in the back of your mind as it's here that David pronounces his own punishment and we'll talk about that a little later on. Okay, Bethany, can you please read 2 Samuel 12, 13 to 14? So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the child also who was born to you shall surely die. So David didn't make any excuses, but he confessed before Nathan that he had sinned against God. David humbled himself before God and repented. Verse 14 sadly tells us because of David's sin, his child to Bathsheba would die. And verse 18 tells us that is what happened. Let's go to Psalm 51 and let's read our memory verse together. We're going to read our memory verse 51, 1 to 2 and 7. Have you got that? Okay, let's read it. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. And seven, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. So David wrote this psalm when he was going through this particular experience. And this is a wonderful promise for us as well, that if we confess our sins before God, that he will forgive us and wash us as white as snow. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on these verses we have just read. Matthew, can you read that for us, please? Whoever under the reproof of God will humble the soul with confession and repentance, as did David, may sure be sure that there is hope for him. Whoever will in faith accept God's promises will find pardon. The Lord will never cast away one truly repented soul. Thanks, Matthew. So that confirms what we have just read and is another wonderful promise of what God can do for us. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we have studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind the scene photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. Remember, boys and girls, to read your Bibles every day so Jesus will become your best friend. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to study about next week? Yes, next Sabbath we are going to study about the lives of King David's children and an angel with a very big sword, a story well worth looking at. 
Aunty Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our Bible study today? Yes. You ready to do that together, children? Psalms 51, 1 to 2 and 7. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Well, kids, we've come to the end of another Sabbath worship time. Bryce, what did you learn about the King today? I learnt that you can ask Jesus for forgiveness. Yes, we sure can. If we are truly sorry for our wrong, Jesus is always willing to forgive us. Arnie Cecily, is it time to sing our goodbye song now? I think it is. Children, would you like to turn around and we'll sing to the boys and girls at home. May God bless you and keep because he obeyed God and all the animals were saved in the ark. My favourite story in the Bible is about the 12 spies and how Caleb and Joshua stood up in front of everybody. My favourite story in the Bible is Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus because he's the saviour of the world. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you, kids, and remember to join us next week.